Welcome back to the show, everybody. You're listening to Inside the Cage with Kyle Green, and this is a special bonus episode, we'll say. I had initially had this scheduled for a hot minute, and um, yeah, we recorded the episode, and I, I laughed too much, and I don't want to sit on it anymore. I, I've listened to it myself a few times listening for, you know, technical difficulties and stuff, but also, too, just for pure enjoyment, sitting on the back porch. So, uh, without further ado, you're inside the cage with Corey Pettyjohn. <laughs> you falling asleep on me already? We just got started. It's, it's a hot day. Yeah. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Also, by the way, uh, Corey motherfucking Petty John, uh, thank you for being on the show, man. It has been a while since we talked about doing this. You were like one of the first people that I seriously talked to about this. Long time coming. Yeah, yeah, very long time coming. I could go back in our text history. <laughs> and keep in mind, I've probably deleted your number countless times. <laughs> Fair enough. But there's probably four times where we're like, all right, this weekend is the weekend. Let's do this. Let's do that. We had a brainstorming session. Yeah, multiple times. At your old place. Yeah, my old place. That had to have been a long time ago. That was over a year ago. Year and a half, at least. Yeah. There were some good ideas being floated around. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we had the, the power of positivity behind us. And it ironically ended like revolving around charity. Yeah, Absolutely. Which is what I'm here to talk about tonight. Oh, you are. That's what you, you, we want to talk about some charity stuff tonight? We'll get into that. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so yeah, man, God, good to see you. Welcome, welcome back to the land of the living after uh, self-quarantining for how long now? Was it six, six weeks, eight weeks? This will be, Sunday will be the end of week 10. Wow. For me. You stayed home that whole time. Aside from going to the grocery store, which I probably went to the store, let's call it 10 times, maybe even 12. Okay. The gas station, the BP, right around the corner, mm -hmm. necessities, that's it. I went to Champagne on Mother's Day weekend, but at that point, that was eight weeks in. Sure. God, that's so long. So long. So long. And I've never, that was the longest I've ever been in one place for the last 13 years. Mm -hmm. So it was weird. The first two weeks were normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you work for Domino's Corporate and your job has you travel everywhere, right? Everywhere. We're, we're in 93 countries outside of the U.S. Yeah. 11,000 stores outside of the U.S. And... I travel to the ones that, you know, I'm not going everywhere, but yeah, yeah, all over the place. So when you're, when you're on the road and stuff, they have you checking in with like different franchisees and stuff like that for the most part. Yeah. Meeting with them, seeing their stores. Yeah. They're all very proud to show off their local menu, their sure. local flair. Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> um, and just meeting with them and building relationships and spending time with them and helping them build new stores. So as the wheels started spinning on the whole coronavirus, COVID-19, where were you at when, like, talk of all of this stuff, like, really hitting a fever pitch took place? I can't remember, the, like, the very beginning. 
because I did not travel. I had like the first two weeks in January, I did not travel. But, mm-hmm. but you were hearing about this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It was memes on the internet. Yeah, yeah. People posting like satellite images of Wuhan, yes. talking about like piles of bodies that were being burned and everything. Yes. The, the 4chan guys were out in full effect on that. Yes. And it was traveling. You would hear about it and maybe you'd listen to a bit more. But not until February, on February 7th, I went to Mexico, and I remember Googling. At that, that was the first time I Googled the country I was going to, followed by coronavirus. Nothing came up. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, because that was, dude, nobody in the States was even thinking about that. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that you had, you'd heard enough about it to where you were like, all right, well, I need to look into this. Had your company, like, sent you any message or email about, like, hey, there's a thing going on that you need to keep an eye out for? Or was that just you being like, I need to be precautious and just take a look? I was just being precautious, curious more than anything. Mm-hmm. But a week later, I'm in the, the UK. And it was so crazy to see, like, you know, the half-life of this thing and just mm-hmm. how it would metastasize over a matter of days. So that a week later from Mexico, I'm in the UK, and the guy I'm working with has a cough. So we're just joking about it. Oh, you've got coronavirus. Then a week later, we're in France. A week later, we're in Germany. And then it's real. Yeah. Yeah, especially overseas, like because this was yeah Europe. It was very real. Yeah, so you were you were traveling around Europe when all of this kind of got started. When where were you at when you came back to the states? I was in Dubai. Okay, which I wish I would have gotten stuck there, dude. I, and I tried my hardest. I don't know about that. I read today that like Dubai is very much on the verge of like not being a thing that exists anymore. Like so much stuff is shut down, and like no way nobody's visiting Dubai, and like the desert is reclaiming the city. It's so interestingly enough, they were supposed to host um, what was called. It wasn't the World's Fair, but it was something like that, mm-hmm. and global something or other, and that was going to start in October, because anything prior to that in Dubai, it's 130 degrees, <laughs> yeah, and it was going to go through like April of 2021. Okay, since the World's Fair, sure, th- they canceled that. So if they're hosting that, they're a big deal. I mean, it, it was the most amazing city I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. Like so architecture-wise or what? what? Architecture-wise. Really? Just absolutely beautiful? Because, I, I mean, I've seen photos. I can't imagine what it's like in real life. Do you remember, like, when you were a kid and the first time you ever went to Chicago and you look up and you see the Sears Tower? Yeah. That is what it's like as a 35-year-old, yeah. everywhere you go. God. And you've already seen all these other things, mm-hmm. but everywhere you go, you're amazed. And I went up to the top of the Burj Khalifa, which is, it's like, oh my gosh, 2,700 feet? Yeah, yeah it's, like, yeah, it's like 900 meters. I think that's the right math. God. Everyone uses meters but us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I try to squeeze it in there. <laughs> it's good. You need to be more on the metric system anyway. Us and our, our imperialism, we just, uh, <laughs> we want to take over, you know? <laughs> yes, we do. We're going to get there. <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy. So you were in Dubai and then came back. And then when you got back, like, what? first of all, what was, like, air travel like from Dubai back to the United States and like, were, had people already stopped kind of flying at that point or was your plane just packed full of folks? So I was actually worried and I, to backtrack, I, I extended my trip in Dubai because I loved it so much. It was the perfect time of the year to be there. Late February, early March, mm-hmm. 95 degrees, the most international city I've ever seen in my entire life. Amazing. So I extended it by four days. In that four days, 
you know, Domino's among with many other companies are starting to cancel like summer events and big time things that just a week prior we were like, there's no way they'd cancel that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I go to the airport in Dubai to connect in the Netherlands. And this was, this was like Sunday night, the ninth. It was, t- flight was at 2 a.m. March so, 9th. March 9th. Okay. So my boss, who's in Ann Arbor, Michigan, he's nine hours behind. He sends out an email while I'm sitting at an airport bar. Nice. What Nothing. were you drinking? Uh, they, it was like a, it, they called it a sports pub. I got a Bud Light. Okay. And then I got another one. Okay. <laughs> okay. But he sent out an email that it was time to address it. And I'm sitting, he basically said, no more travel unless it's essential, which means no more travel. And I, in the last 36 hours prior to that, I knew that that email was coming. It was just ironic where I was. And, you know, the, the, the airport in Amsterdam is, that's a world connector. It makes, it makes Atlanta look like nothing. So I was like, man, if I got to connect there and I've got a five hour layover, that's, this is kind of sketchy. What if I don't make it? Should mm-hmm. I should I leave the Dubai airport right now and just stay here? I'm mm-hmm. glad I didn't do that. Actually, looking yeah. back on it, um, and I ended up landing in Michigan. You know, 26 hours later, Jesus. and was the office was weird. I was at the the office in Ann Arbor, and it was really weird because I, I just knew that I was getting ready to come home, and I knew that I'd be home for a long time. Mm-hmm. Didn't really expect this. Yeah. Because you came home, we talked, I guess it was probably three or four days after you had been back. You called and just like we were shooting the shit and everything. And you were like, yeah, man, I'm staying home for two weeks just to make sure that I'm not sick and passing anything along. So like, yeah. you, you basically, you full on lockdown for, for like the, the coronavirus, like totally period. Yeah, totally. Because that was what that was what. I was telling myself I needed to do. That's what not only the news was saying, that's what the world was saying. Hey, this is really bad. And 14 was a magic number, right? Yeah, like yeah. If, if you've been somewhere, you think you're sick, stay inside for 14 days and everything's fine. Yeah. So I did that and I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I didn't go see my parents. They held on to my dog. They were watching my dog, sis. Oh, gotcha. So I said, you know, I want to come get her, but I don't want to get you guys sick. They're 60. Mm-hmm. And then enough, you know, three weeks went by and I went and got her, of course. Yeah. Um, Never showed any symptoms or anything like that? No, and I look back on it and try to find a day. Now, when I got back from Dubai and, and the connection in Amsterdam, I did have uh, – I was I had a, a little bit of a fever. I know I did. You know when you have a fever. Yeah. But you I also, also were jet-lagged yeah, as totally, fuck, though. Totally. Yeah. Completely. And I had been partying in Dubai. <laughs> not partying like partying. Yeah, like, but you, you partied, though. Like you were, not, you were going no out. there's no partying in Dubai. Yeah. But there's a lot of drinking and loud music and staying out really late yeah. all night long. So yeah, I was I was tired. But I got I and I went to like the Whole Foods in Ann Arbor because there's one in every street corner there. And mm-hmm. Got you know some secrets and some soup and took care of myself <laughs> for a couple of hours. Yeah, and I felt better. So I did. T- I took it seriously. Mm-hmm. And but I knew I was going home for uh, I knew I'd be going home for a little while, but I didn't yeah. expect it to be like this. Yeah, you didn't expect it to turn into this extended period. So obviously, with you traveling all over the world as like part of your job, you've just been at home handling business from your computer. Is that kind of how the world has worked for ten weeks? Yeah, and that's a when you're a global scale like that, that's part of it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not the whole thing. Sure. Fortunately for my group, the guys I work with, there's four of us. Aside from myself, there's five of us. One of them, ironically, lives in Dubai, 
Pursun. Shout out to Pursun. If you're listening, I know he is. What's up, Pursun? It's probably 9 plus 9. It's 18. 6 a.m. He's up. He better be working. <laughs> so we're starting a new team. Yeah. So we had this luxury of starting this new team. Mm-hmm. So we needed to build camaraderie amongst ourselves anyway at the beginning of this year, this new team. Sure. So we had that luxury. But now as two months have gone by, three months have gone by, we're, and we have all these Teams calls, Microsoft Teams, you know, Zoom. Yeah, great yeah. platform. It's awesome. Yeah. And you can do a lot on it. And we've been having introductory calls with all of our markets that we work with. Sure. But there comes a time where you're like, this doesn't work anymore. I need to come see you. Yeah. I want to see your stores. Yeah. I want to, I want to ride in, a, in an Uber with you. Mm-hmm. I want to go get a beer with you and get to know you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it, and we're getting there. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I mean, you guys, so Domino's did a lot here in the States to, you know, start contactless delivery and all of that right out the gate, but very serious about that kind of stuff. Um, I, you know, obviously you guys are a huge corporation, so you were doing what everybody was doing, which was showing all of those lame fucking commercials saying we're here with you kind of thing. But luckily Domino's was really there with me, delivering me pan pizzas whenever I wanted them. The um, pan's good. Oh, dude, I love the pan pizza. And the black That's my box favorite. is cool. Yeah, it's way cool. I, I know that I've ordered the right thing the moment the black box shows up at my house. It is the, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, it's the Terminator 2 of pizzas <laughs> that we offer. It's fucking cool. It's the edgy. best of all of them. It's yeah. a little thicker, a <laughs> little darker, a little edgier. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is It is the Terminator 2 of pizzas. Uh, but what about, like, the rest of the world? So, like, you obviously have, like, line of sight into a lot of, like, other countries and how they were handling stuff. Were they shutting down, like, franchises and stuff? Were you hearing from other franchisees around the world yeah, that yeah. were saying, like, we're not opening at all, like, that kind of stuff? And it was really it's pretty similar to the U.S. in ways that certain states have been outlawing certain things and allowing certain things and been stricter and this, that, and the other countries have been that way too. So India, for example, Mm India is a huge market. There's 1200 dominoes at one point, certain districts had, they couldn't deliver. It was, you had to be closed. So at one point there was like 700 of those stores closed and there was a handful of countries like that. I think, I think our high water mark was maybe, I don't know, out of 11,000 international stores, 2,500 stores at one point were the, it was the high watermark of stores closed, like cannot do wow. business. And that's probably, you know, publicly traded information. So, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Cause you had, you had places like Italy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that had just fully shut oh. the fuck down. Like but they weren't doing anything. They're like, killing were, it though. Like yeah. delivery wise. And that's, and you kind of mentioned it. Something that one of the guys that, that I work with, he said it years ago when Uber Eats and Grubhub and all these guys came on. Sure. And he said it and it was like corny and like inspirational at a meeting in, in Ann Arbor that Domino's is the original aggregator. Aggregator is what we industry types call Uber Eats and stuff. <laughs> okay. Aggregator. I think Aggregators. it's like disruptor. They fuck sure. shit up. Yeah. And we are though. Yeah. We, we invented delivery. Yeah. So as this has happened from that perspective that pillar of the business nothing changed yeah. literally nothing nothing so if you're a good franchisee whether you're in st louis or whether you're in delhi india you could there was no change to your operation just go just do yeah just keep delivering food over and over and, and over the again uber, the uber eats guys 
it's not that they've, I still think they provide, they provide a service. I'll leave mm. it at that. Is it good? Is it great? Is it shitty? Who knows? But what I do know is that it eats desperately into the margins of the business owners that bring them on to help build their brand. And there's a purpose there, but yeah. Yeah, it does. It, it definitely runs into that. I've also read, too, that a lot of those companies don't make any money, though. Like, mm-hmm. your DoorDashes and your, your Grubhubs and stuff like that, they run, like, negative year-over-year kind of thing, which, to me, just sounds like it's a, it's a failing model, but there has to be some underlying thing that I'm not seeing in all of that. Do you know that. what it is? No, I don't. I'm... It, you're, well, you're dead right. They are. It's, it's all private equity money. Yeah, that's being thrown at them, and they lose every quarter after quarter after quarter, and their earnings are bad, 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 bad. But I think this is my theory alone, and this is actually I have forty-seven shares of Uber stock, and I'll buy fucking more. Yeah. Here's why: it's the data. Oh, they don't give a fuck if the if the Uber Eats driver delivers your uh, Zias from the hill mm-hmm. late cold the d- delivery driver showed up stoned and naked they don't care they now know who kyle green is and what he ordered so to me i i, I don't see uber going anywhere anytime That's soon very interesting yeah the whole world is just all big data now they're just to compile as much data as possible yeah. and i'm sure somewhere in that list of the terms of service that you just check the box on when you sign up there's a list that or there's an, a line item that says something along the lines of we can sell your information to whoever we want to whenever we feel like yeah. doing it in exchange for bringing you cold feet or cold food from a naked stone man exactly yeah it, or maybe never bringing it yeah i've had that happen I've, I've definitely had that happen. I've ordered food and just it never came. You know, I don't know what happened. Like, I, I saw that it got picked up, but it just never arrived. And then you can't call anybody to figure out the mystery. Mm-hmm. You I've, call the restaurant and they're like, well, yeah, a stranger picked up your food. Mm-hmm. We don't even know their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want us to do? Yeah. I had that happen here at our restaurant. I. There was a guy that came in one day to pick up an order, and about like an hour and a half later, I get a phone call from a lady. She's like, hey, yeah, so I was supposed to get this female driver, and a man showed up, and he brought with me a bag of barbecue chips and like something else, like something he would have gotten from like a gas station. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I saw the guy. Like, I, I... it definitely was not the person that was represented in the picture, but I'm not, you know, technically allowed to judge them necessarily. There's right. no ID required. Yeah, but for that you kind did of judge stuff. him. Let's be no, clear. I judged him hard, yeah. real hard, right mm-hmm. up front. I was like, this is not the lady that I think Looked it's supposed to be. Looked him up on Facebook, yep. added him, poked him, sent him a message. <laughs> you guys are dating now. <laughs> hey, man, he was a good dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where you can't. You can't know what's going to happen in advance with some of those services. And they've, they've gotten better because I'm sure that like a lot of them, because Uber Eats was one of those ones that was supposed to take off because they had this fleet of vehicles already on there. I can't tell you how many Uber drivers I've asked if they do that or not. And they're all like, fuck no, I'd rather pick people up and take them to destinations. I am not going to drive food around to yeah. like people's houses in the neighborhood. My buddy that I was just telling you about a little bit ago, he started the, just Ubering, just driving passenger pickup and He's kind of joking with us. I think he likes it. I think he actually really likes it. Mm-hmm. And he is making money. I knock it because they are digging into his car. like, As in, you know, it's wear and tear on his car. Mm-hmm. He's paying for his own gas. However, he's still making cash. He tried the Uber Eats part, and he was picking up snacks, gas station shit, like sure. on a $3 ticket. 
not worth it. Why would he do that? Yeah, what's he, what is he making in tips or anything like, like that? Yeah. Like, if you're making any money what, at all whatsoever. Now, I'm sure that there's probably a lot of people during, like, stay-at-home orders and stuff that were far more generous with their drivers that were out and about taking But for how food. long does that last? I don't know how long it lasts. Like, not forever. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I've always been incredibly generous because I work in the food industry for the most part, and... Like, I've, I've always been incredibly generous with delivery drivers and stuff like that because I know what it's like. I, I know what it's like to need this X amount of dollars. But oh, yeah. when, you know, yeah, when your 7-Eleven now app delivery is $5 for a pack of smokes, I mean, I'm not giving you $4 on top of that. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm, yeah, I'm so lazy and I have the how, money to give you. How long has it been since you had a smoke? Yeah, yeah. Am I fiending? <laughs> yeah. Is there a questionnaire? Hey, at the Uber beginning? driver, would you like to have one with me? Do you smoke before let's, or after sex? Let's crack this back open right now. I don't know why I have this like thing about you hooking up with the Uber driver. <laughs> There's something. Yeah, you, you really you run you, with that. You have a good fantasy that you've created for me. It's I like it. It's kind of like the third season of You. <laughs> of what? You, the MTV show about I've the stalker. Never, no, I don't know what that is. Okay. It's, <laughs> when did this come out? Oh, maybe a year ago, and there's already two okay. seasons. Okay. It's about... Is it the, good? The first season was good. It okay. was good. It was good. There's no other way to describe it. I'm not... <laughs> I'm trying to run away from the fact that I like it. So it's this creepy guy. He works at a bookstore, right? You know, real, like, young John Stamos type kind of <laughs> guy. Except didn't play drums for the Beach Boys. <laughs> And Jesse Katsopoulos? He, but he falls in love. Like he becomes infatuated with this, this woman that works at the bookstore. He finds her on social media, learns things about her that he knows will get him in with her. Mm -hmm. He gets in with her, and then oh. shit hits the fan. <laughs> okay. So that's you with the, the Uber, Uber driver, driver <laughs> that you're hooking up with. Okay. Yeah. Shit hits the fan. Season three. You got to watch one and two. Skip I, two. Two's I, no good. Okay. One's good. I feel like that's a huge portion of plot that I'm missing out on. I'll watch, I'll watch the first one. We'll check the first one out and see how that goes. Just, you'll watch. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So the other thing that uh, I was looking at today is, uh, you remember the Drew Carey show? Mm-hmm. So on- Cleveland Rocks. Yeah, dude. On Reddit- the, the Have long... you seen Drew Carey now? Oh, dude, yeah, hosting The Prices Right, and he's real oh, thin, creepy. real thin. It makes his he's jokes... gray. His it... hair's gray. His body's gray. Well, he's an old man now. I mean, he was doing stand-up comedy in the '80s. Johnny Carson invited him to sit next to him after a comedy set. One did he time. really? Yeah, which is a rare thing. If you're a comedian and Johnny invites you oh, to yeah. come sit next to him back in the day, he did that for that David was... Spade. Yeah, that was considered a very David rare. David Spade's like hit when he's running out of things to say, and <laughs> David Spade is getting funnier as time goes on. He's got a show on Comedy yeah, Central. Yeah, yeah, I've watched some of it. It's not bad, uh, but uh, yeah. So I've watched like the long-form Cleveland Rocks. And it was the whole intro. It's like two and a half minutes long. They sing the whole fucking song. Huh. And is that Kiss? No, it's Presidents of the United States no of America. No way. Sang Cleveland Rocks. Yeah, I had to look it up. Kiss was a decent <clears throat> guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I could see them <laughs> singing that song. Yeah, they're they're from like Motor City though. Alexa, play Kiss, <laughs> Cleveland Rocks. Living in sin with a safety pin. Is the next words Cleveland Rocks? Yes. I don't know the song. Yeah, it probably is. I don't remember either. I only watched the intro one time. But it made me remember the show, which I had totally forgotten about. And I remember Mimi. Yes. Was yeah. Mimi Drew? Did Drew play me? It was like an no. Eddie Murphy thing? No, no. Definitely was not that. Hmm. Well, uh, we'll see about that. We'll look that up later. It's like an Adam Sandler, Jack and Jill kind of moment. 
Yeah. <laughs> or like Eddie Murphy in the Nutty Professor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No. Or, yeah, The Clumps. <laughs> it was not The Clumps. Uh, was that a different movie? What? The Clumps? <laughs> no, there was Nutty Professor 2, The, the Clumps. Clumps. Yeah. Because the, Creative on that yeah, title. Yeah, because the whole family in the first one, the, the popular thing was, Hercules, Hercules. they were farting around the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what the best part of that is? What? The best part of that entire movie is when Eddie Murphy goes as... Mr. Clump, Professor Clump, yeah. to uh, his girlfriend's name. The sk- I think it was Halle Berry, or like this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman that was, you know, the femme fatale in that movie. Sure. And he goes and he plays her a mariachi band. And he's playing the mariachi band, but he's slowly turning it into Eddie Murphy. And he starts <laughs> humping the ground, and he's like holding one leg behind his back. And he's humping the ground and says, I want to put my beef inside your taco. That is a dance move that Joel and I still do at weddings to this day. We have not been invited to a wedding in a while, and we don't go together if anyone's getting any weird ideas. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you put that clip, like, somehow I into mean, your show? Like, I mean, just a clip of him humping the ground yeah, with could, one leg behind the back. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll post it on the Instagram. Uh, good move. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> By the way, your phone has been ringing. No, I, I heard it. Yeah, I heard it. it Who was could annoying. that have been? I don't know. Somebody wanting to order something from the restaurant, probably. Yeah, visitor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, the Drew Carey show. Yeah. I had, I was like, I want to watch this. And I went online, and it's not streamable on anything. And Is that surprising? Yeah, yeah. Dude, think of all the nostalgia that's associated with stuff like that from like shows from the 90s and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's not on a platform. But I found out why. Okay. So the first season was released on DVD in like 1999 or something like that. When did the show start? I, th- I need to know this for a baseline. Uh, I want to say it's 1993. Was the No way. Yeah, dude. It ran for nine seasons over the course of the 90s. And I'm pretty sure it was 1993. I'll take a look real quick. Uh, that would blow my mind. Well, the thing the, I would need to just—you <laughs> can't deal with the the fact that the Drew Carey show came out then. Excuse well, me, no, no, I was wrong. Nineteen ninety-five to two thousand and four. Okay, okay. So kind of right around the same time, sort of as whose line is it anyway? They ran no, they ran concurrently with each other, both on ABC. Great show. Uh, but the Drew Carey show was not ever put on DVD or anything because of music copyrights. They used a lot of popular music from the time. And in order to like release that on DVD or putting onto streaming platforms, they have to pay crazy licensing fees. So is he, I'm assuming the name of the show was the Drew Carey show. Correct. So I'm assuming that he had a lot to do with that cool music being involved. I would assume so. I mean, he, he and uh, another guy were executive producers of the show. Who was the, it? Do you know who it was? Uh, just his writing partner. I'm I, wondering the, if it was someone from... Who's on it anyway? No, it was not. Uh, the only the only crossover was Ryan Stiles. Okay, yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, but there's another show. Do you remember Murphy Brown? Uh, yeah, Murphy sure Brown. Murphy Brown's the same way. And apparently, the reason why you can't find that anywhere is because in the show, which I don't remember like a lot of that. I remember liking it as a kid. But you like, liked Murphy Brown. My parents as a watched kid. it all the time. Well, I was going to ask you what, because before you get into the hollows of Murphy Brown, sure. what <laughs> does Murphy like? Let's you know. Ward Association, what does Murphy Brown make you think of? A newsroom. Okay, it makes me think of Sunday night and being depressed and having the Sunday scaries. And that shit would be on... <laughs> what is the Sunday scaries? You don't know what the Sunday scaries are. No, what is The that? Sunday scaries are, you know how on like Saturday, Friday you go out and you have a great time. Yeah. Things are good. You, you know, 
you didn't actually delete your drug dealer's number. You call them. You score some drugs. Then Sunday rolls around, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, fuck, tomorrow's going to be the worst. I got to go to work. I got no money. <laughs> you want to go to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but it's the same fucking principle. It's the yeah. exact same thing. The, the Sunday, Sunday scares. Scary. Sunday sucks. You've never had Sunday anxiety? I mean, I don't think so. Shh. Not that I, not that I, mean, I can remember. You have a very, very happy demeanor all the time, a very positive disposition. It's one of the things I love about you, but you've never been depressed on a Sunday? I mean, I guess maybe. Like maybe after a More so than on a... On a Saturday? Yeah. Knowing that I don't have to do anything yes. necessarily the next day? Yeah, probably. Murphy Brown <laughs> is the Sunday Scaries. It's depressing and... I don't even think anyone in my family liked it. So. But uh, yeah, my, well, my my parents did, and uh, but the reason why that's not around is because she was a big Motown fan in the show, and like would sing Motown. Did songs. it take place in Detroit? I think so. Hmm. Yeah, um, but she would sing Motown songs and stuff like that, and it's not one of those things where you can replace like certain scenes with you know like right, non- right, right. nonsense music in the background yeah. because it's integral to what the actors are actually talking about at the time. So that's why. Apparently, these two shows are shows that you will never be able to watch ever again, unless like you find some dude that lives in the middle of nowhere that VHS recorded them back in the day. I, oh, I think I know that guy. Oh yeah, cool. That, <laughs> Tell that, me, get that me the Drew Carey show on VHS tape. That is very interesting. Yeah, it's wild. Like I, I had no idea that that was a thing. I just was prompted to look it up because of seeing that intro, and I was like, man, I haven't seen the Drew Carey show in years. What the fuck happened? That, to that? that is a good point. It's a very good point. Because it was popular back yeah, then. Yeah, it was. Dude, it ran for nine fucking seasons. Murphy Brown, I looked it up. It won like 12 Emmys and like a whole bunch of awards and stuff. Like this show was like the most popular oh, yeah. show at its oh, time. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know why? Why? She was a female powerhouse yes, yes. lead. It was like, it was the Mary Tyler long, Moore show. blonde of. hair. She was probably 5'8". Yeah. I think she was British, but she spoke no, with an English accent. Candace Bergen. Was, Candace Bergen Was the actress. Candace yeah. Bergen's. Yeah. Sin. Yeah, <laughs> was she the mom in Step by Step? No, that was Suzanne Summers. Yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> I used to love that show. I love that. And that was an underrated show. Yeah, that's I don't know why. Now. I think you want to know why? Why they, the the family was a little too blended. They had Mark, <laughs> the loser son with the glasses. He's always like doing math and science experiments. And then they had like the cool jock son and like a smoking hot daughter, a nerd daughter, <laughs> Alan fucking thick out of left field as no, the dad. No, no, no. Patrick Duffy was the dad. Patrick Duffy was <laughs> yeah, the Patrick dad. Patrick Duffy's the what dad. What was Alan Thicken? Uh, the same show with a different no, name. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. God, no, it wasn't. No. I'm, Growing pains. Yes. I was, Show me that smile again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was in that show, I too. Mean, he played, like, the weird brother that came to live with them for some yes, reason. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, if Patrick Duffy's not the poor man's Alec Thick. <laughs> Alec Thick? Alan Thick. Alan Thick. Yeah. No, Patrick Duffy is definitely the poor man's Alec Thick. That's probably where that saying came from. <laughs> what, the poor man's the poor Alan Thick? Oh. <laughs> It's just that one, those two shows created like, yeah, that. Yeah, good, but oh, we got Alan Thick over there. He's really showing us up. Alan Thick is, he does like commercials. I'll see him on the news. Um, sometimes what I'll watch. What news programs are you watching? I'll watch Fox Business. Oh, okay. Fox Business okay. has really weird commercials. Okay. They're generally selling gold and... Uh, I think that might be it. I can't it. say that I watch a lot of Fox Business, though. So, You know what? You have those 47 shares of Uber, though, so I can understand why you watch it. I like it because it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. When, uh, quarantine. I started doing this in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I'm sure a lot of people our age probably do this. People that follow Barstool Sports. Dave Portnoy is Davey Day Trader. Yeah. He's gotten big into that, which yeah. mm-hmm. I think makes sense with kind of the money that he's making. But that's not really why I got interested in it. I follow DPZ stock. I don't know. What, what is that? Domino's Pizza. Oh, yeah. Well, you should follow yeah, that. I'd be I really disappointed that. in you but if it, you did it's kind of, it's with And with what's been going on in the world, it's been interesting to watch the stock market. Whether you yeah. understand how it works or not. Yeah. It's kind of cool to watch it for 60 days in a row and be like, holy shit, and holy shit, did Alan Thicke just try to sell me some gold? <laughs> or was that fucking Patrick Duffy? Or, my God, they're twins. It might, it's it, both it, of them. Might, Take might. my money. The, the commercials just, they flip-flop, and it's one or the other, depending on what time of the and day And then is. you think that you're tripping acid because they show the Property <laughs> Brothers from HGTV. And then it's back to Alan Thicke and Patrick yeah. Duffy. Do you know who the Property Brothers are? Yeah, dude, I know. The twins that do property shows. It's interesting that you bring that up because I've actually talked about the Property Brothers like twice on the last couple of episodes that we've done. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It kept... Give me some context. We, well, we brought up... Uh, so I had my buddy who was a real estate agent, and then I had uh, my other friend, Andrew Spink, who... I listened to some <clears throat> of Andrew's. Yeah, we talked about like reality TV and stuff I like heard. that. I heard. And then... Brandon brought up the fact that he had been invited to be like one of those real estate agents that's on like a show or something like that. Oh, so we've talked about the Property okay. Brothers a couple of times on here. Oh, they went is, to, they went to his house and like it yeah. wasn't really it was a house they weren't really looking at. Yeah, but they, they, they were just like camera. be be the real estate agent and take these people around and show them nonsense. Um, but it's interesting that that's been brought up three fucking times that the reality TV about house hunting. What 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 is the infatuation that that's about that? I don't know, and I was going to ask you this earlier, and I don't know where we flew off the path, but. <laughs> You were talking about, oh, Drew Carey and Murphy yeah. Brown. You're yeah. very upset that you can't stream those live, and I yeah. don't blame you. What, 20 years from now, will there be a reality TV show, like a specific season or a specific couple of seasons that, that people our age then will want to stream? Will people be like, I want to fucking watch Richard Hatch no. season one no. Survivor because he gets fucking naked? No. You don't I, think nothing? Maybe Survivor, yeah. Maybe, maybe Survivor. Because um, that has a pretty loyal following. And I think that's on DVD, I think, or like on streaming platforms. I bet I think it you is. can get that. Well, and here's the other thing, too, though. With, Oklahoma love that stuff. <laughs> they do. It's anything to get them out of their world of Oklahoma. Agreed. Uh, but I think that what you're going to see is that. You will find that. It will be available because there's going to be so many streaming platforms. I mean, we already have what? We've got four with another, like, three on the horizon now. Basically, anybody that produces television is creating their own streaming platform. Or, like, the conglomerates. Like, HBO's got their new Max that's coming out that's basically anything HBO and then anything WB and Paramount is going to be on HBO Max. And they went up snapping up properties left and right. This is pretty cool how you got this set up right by the windows. Yeah. you got a crew out there. Yeah, man. People are just wandering around city of St. Louis. They're out. They're out tonight. They're out and about, man. It's been five days outside of stay-at-home orders, and you couldn't you couldn't keep them inside another day if you wanted to. What's the busiest night that you've seen this week? It's only this Friday. Week, uh, Monday, the curtain was Tuesday. Lifted. Tuesday. Oh, we weren't, we weren't open here. on Monday. Tuesday. When you yeah, when you came by for the first time, I was like the Pied Piper. Yeah, you were. R. You, Kelly. That's right. Don't be that guy. <laughs> you don't want to be him. No, you don't. No, you don't want to be him. Nine years ago, though, he had some cool songs. You ever heard Sex Weed? <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember, what was his, 
the remix Trapped to the Ignition. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the remix to Ignition was probably the most popular R. Kelly song that yeah, I can remember. For posers. Yeah. <laughs> You're not hot and fresh out the kitchen? That was, you know, I would I'm saying this, I'm not condoning anything about R. Kelly. He's a he's a he's a disgrace. He's terrible. Sure. A lot of artists, if you go back in time, were terrible, weird, sick individuals. Mm. That's and true. if you look at R. Kelly's discography, there are some bangers far beyond remix to ignition. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really an R. Kelly guy, so I can't I can't go back and do Have you ever listened to Trapped in the Closet? The whole thing? I how, saw how many of them because there are like about ninety. I, yeah, I think I watched like the first like five or six. Um It's some of the funniest shit ever. Well, and that was it. I was I was actually working for Best Buy at the time. And Trapped in the Closet came out. When and was this? 2000? 2004 or 5? Like it, no, probably 6. Yeah, 2006. Yeah. Um, but it came out, man, and we could not keep that thing in fucking stock. Because we were only getting a few copies at the time, because I don't think anybody anticipated it to, like, weirdly blow up the way that it did. And then all of a sudden, Best Buy sent us, like, like Best Buy Distribution sent us like 150 copies of Trapped in the Closet, and it took up a whole shelf of space. And we still sold through all of them. It, like it, it, it became a phenomenon. South Park made fun of it. I would, yeah, and, and that's a that's a term of endearment. Yeah, you if know? South Park makes fun of you, you've done something right. Yeah, it's a badge of honor. Yeah, I would challenge anyone out there. Put your, you know, we all disagree that Robert. I mean, we all pardon me. We all agree that yeah. Robert Kelly <laughs> is a is terrible a douchebag, person. terrible yeah. human being. Yeah. Put that aside. I challenge you to listen to the first. I think it's nine or ten episodes of Trapped in the Closet with a with a with a clear open mind. You will laugh your fucking ass off. I swear to God. All right. A midget I'll- pops out of a closet. <laughs> oh my God! It's a midget. <laughs> like in episode six, and they're only like three minutes long. <laughs> And it's very dramatic. It's a soap opera. It is a soap opera. Oh, my God. Maybe that's what Sis and I will watch tonight. I think you're going to watch Teen Wolf 2. Uh, we'll see what they have on Amazon Prime. That's where I get my stuff. I check to see what's included on Prime. Yeah. And then you just buy something if it's not? I bought Back to the Future 2 last weekend. It's on Netflix right now. All three of them. Well, I bought Back to the Future. I fucking own Back to the Future well, 2. Okay. First of all, do you own Back to the Future 1 or did you just buy 2? I've seen Back to the Future 1 so many times I own it up here. I don't need Oh, it's to in your brain. It's, I, but I thought Back to the Future 2 was the, the one. I always thought. I love those movies, by the way. But two, them. 2 was your favorite? It was until I bought it last week. <laughs> it, it, How about just Back to the Future 2? It was like sixteen fucking bucks, <laughs> and I woke really up in the morning. Yeah, and I woke up in the morning, and I had watched like seven minutes and sixteen seconds of it, <laughs> and I had said, "You know what? Fuck this." Yeah, but I, I mean, it's the one where they go to the future, then they go to the past, then they go to the future again. Yeah, it's like, just there's too a lot of time much. travel, and the, it's but it is good. It's a as far as sequels are concerned, it's a mm-hmm. fine sequel. But Back to the Future One is just so good. I mean, it's just a simple story. It's. It's great. I mean, it could be. Yeah. I, I actually hope it's never remade. Dude, I no, I would hate and it. Who if they would remade play it. Michael J. Fox? Marty McFly. Nobody. It, Nobody. It, they'd probably be like, "We're gonna do Michael Sarah." God oh, no. Shucks. That's see. That's another thing. And I like Michael Sarah, but not as Marty McFly. No. Well, he's also like thirty something years old now. He would never be Marty McFly. Michael anymore. J. Fox was fifty when he played Marty <laughs> McFly. Come on, Doc. <laughs> Doc Brown. 
Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Have you seen that documentary? Yes. Yeah, Back in Time. No. Different yes. one. The Back to the Future documentary no, called Back in no, Time. No, the DeLorean documentary. Oh, no. His story. Do you know that story? About the car itself? No. Uh, about the man in the car itself? Uh, no, no. So he worked for GM mm-hmm. in Detroit and was a bigwig. And he challenged one of his bosses, his higher-ups, about putting a different engine under the hood of a family sedan and to make it into like the Pontiac GTO, I want to say, is what he decided to create. It was just based off a very, and people are going to very much critique how I am butchering what he <laughs> This did. actual story. He made a fucking sports car, and he proved himself. Yeah. So he was the man. Jack DeLorean is now the man. And he has this dream to create the DeLorean. He does. He then goes to Ireland, and this was in the 80s, and 80s was the war on crime, Reagan, big time shit. He goes over there and buys this, secures this piece of land where he's going to build the DeLorean auto plant in Ireland. (laughs) But he didn't have the money to do it, and he got a bunch of people to invest. It was essentially a Ponzi scheme. But he mm. needed more money to get this thing off the ground and get it going. And he ended up buying a bunch of Coke to sell the Coke. He was a middleman. So he was selling cocaine in order to fund his auto plant? Yeah. He was attempting to sell cocaine okay. to fund his auto plant. Cool. I like this and guy's style. It, amazing story. Amazing story. And I'm going to have to look this up. I oh, it's see so this. good. I don't know what it's called, but I would search DeLorean. Do you think that the DeLorean would ever even be mentioned today had it not been for Back to the Future? Yes, because when you see this story, it'll blow your fucking mind. It, it, that, the Back to the Future, that was after the fact. Yeah, but I mean, it, I feel like it's, it's ubiquitous today in pop culture sure. because of Back to the Future. Totally, and like the DeLorean family, his, his living children are happy for that. Yeah, like, well, there's DeLorean conventions, like people meetups. Yeah, well, there, there's, there's like remodel shops that actually just will like, Build custom DeLorean vehicles for people. And fix it. They were, so that's the thing. They were, they were pieces of shit also. Yeah, apparently, they yeah, were touted they were to worst. be like, the car you'll never have to do yeah. anything to ever. Yeah. Well, that's part of the joke in Back to the Future. He's like, you built a time machine out of a DeLorean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and, the joke. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, hey, yeah, I figure if you're going to build a time machine, you want to do it with some style. And so that was like, that's the whole thing. I'm pretty sure, at least. That makes sense. Yeah. I always thought the car was cool. I didn't. But dude, it had, it had Lambo doors before Lambo doors were a thing. I thought the coolest thing was, maybe this is why I liked Back to the Future 2 so much. Because they had the Mr. Juicer on the back. And that's when he was like, oh, dump, you put he, trash he, I, And I think, and I'm not sure of the beer, but I think he's dumping an old style into the back. <laughs> and he's like dumping it out. It's like, Marty, we've got to go. Jennifer's stuck in fucking 2020. And she's passed out in the fucking alley next to some garbage cans. Hold on. Let's pour old style <laughs> into the car. Banana peel, used condom, a couple of my pubes. I'm Christopher Lloyd. Carpet matches the drapes. It's all white everywhere you that's look. That's why all I white. like number two. B T T F two. I say two. That's a mouthful. B T T F two. Boy. Oh Jesus. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back more with uh, we'll be back with some more Corey Pettyjohn here in just a few minutes. Thanks, Kyle. No problem. The place it took over where? Benton Park Cafe. Are these things on? Is this plugged in? Yeah, you should be plugged in. Can you not hear yourself at all, really? I can hear you in here. Yeah, you can hear me, but you can't hear yourself? Nope. I hear myself. 
you know. Well, I mean, you hear yourself in your own brain, though. Yeah. Did you, did you see that weird article that came out? Like, Which one? It was on it was on Facebook and probably everywhere else. That said like, shocking study rocks the world. Some people don't have an internal dialogue. Oh yeah. First of all, you believe that that's a thing? No, no, no. That would mean you don't think. That would mean you don't think. It's very interesting that you say that because my girlfriend has said to me multiple times that she narrates her own life in her head as she's doing things. I think she's using that as a term and not, she's not like, What's your girlfriend's name, Jennifer? No, Megan. Megan. I don't think that Megan is walking around saying, Megan walks into the kitchen. <laughs> Megan looks to the left, sees that the window is there, looks out the window, sees a guy in the park across the it's street. Like Megan Steinbeck turns novel. right. She goes in the fridge. She would like LaCroix, but Kyle hasn't fucking bought any in quite some time, so she'll go ahead and have a uh, just a fucking, I don't know, glass of fucking milk, all right? And it's fucking <laughs> stale and rotten. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> All right, who was your buddy? So, who was your buddy that we just ran into out there? Uh, his name is Andrew. Is that his name? Because you didn't say it to him. No, I don't remember his name, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up here every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I can tell he was in every now and then. He's an okay guy. Oh, that's a, I would hope. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know there's people out there that would give me that review. What, an okay guy? Yeah. I can't imagine a person that exists on the planet that says that about you. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. No, I refuse. I refuse to believe it. You know, it's it's easy to burn bridges. It's really hard to uh, to do everything that you can to not burn them. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to do, so a lot of yeah. people say, fuck it. I'll just skip this. Skip these people. Skip Andrew or whatever his name is. I don't need to be his friend. <laughs> He did ask for a cigarette. I did lie to him, but not very much. I think I might have two left, and they're for me and you, not for Andrew. Absolutely. Who fake Andrew? That's not even his real name. I don't. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't. It might be Brian. I can't remember. He, he was getting ready to skip town. Yeah. <laughs> he literally said that too, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He just said, "Oh yeah, let's skip and, town." And he was like, "Man, we had to go. Let me tell you about my quarantine. We had to go from Miami to Nashville. We thought about flying." It's like 17 hours. <laughs> you know what I've been... Okay, so we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, how sharing services and streaming services are the new normal. I mean, beyond that. Yeah. So First of all, I hate that phrase, new normal. I do too. Yeah, it's garbage. Yeah, I completely hate it, which is why I'm shitting on it. Do you think in 1918, when the Spanish flu hit, there were some people that were like, this is the new normal? Yes. You think that they said that? Mm-hmm. I don't believe it for a second. In old English? Yeah. Or old fucking Spanish, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Spanish flu did not make everyone speak Spanish, just to clarify. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> I mean, I, there's, no, there's no video recording of it. No, there's not. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Yeah. And I wish there was, because we would know. So what I've fallen in love with, because we've talked about how, you know, people make these shows Love is Blind and don't have sex and going and dating and reality shows and mm. the Drew Carey show with all its Motown jive. No, that was Murphy Brown. <laughs> that was Murphy Brown. <laughs> YouTube. If, so if I've been sucked into people that mod their 
vans, SUVs, Jeeps, and live in them full time. They boondock all around the U.S. Oh, you should talk to my buddy Brandon about that. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. And I've even found characters that post regularly YouTube videos. And they're awesome. They're so fucking good. And the YouTube platform's so good, you can scroll down more videos by so-and-so. Sure. And they've, they've taught me tons of shit. I like them. You can easily weed out the people you hate. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I'll be leaving for Zion National Park tomorrow. <laughs> oh, really? You have a modded vehicle that you're going to get into? No, I've, I did buy a uh, truck tent in, for the bed. For the... Are you actually heading out of town or are you going to go camp somewhere? You I'm said thinking you'd about it. To. I really to. want to do it. And right now it's kind of fun because it's such a challenge. I can't go camp at Lake of the Ozarks this weekend. There's a shitload of people there. Everybody that we know is doing it right now. Oh, yeah. Everybody that has any type of house or rental property or anything is but there. But COVID fucked it up. If you didn't already have that house or have a reservation on a campsite. So the, the uh, way around that. Where is it, Zion National Park? Utah. Okay. It's right just west, southwest of the Colorado state line. Okay. Near Moab. And so Moab's like bike week, yeah. whatever that fucking means. I just hear people say it. I think they ride BMX bikes. No, oh. no, no. They ride mountain bikes. Mountain bikes? They're yeah. in the mountains. I mean, yeah, I would, They're I would not hope riding so. BMX bikes. <laughs> With like, like pegs off the should. side so they can grind on rocks. So Joel and I used to have uh, BMX bikes. Dinos. What's a dino? I don't know what a dino is. Dino is a brand. Oh, it's a brand of bikes. A dino is a huffy. But dino was, dino was the king shit <laughs> okay. of... BMX bikes. Dave Meir probably rode a uh, uh, fucking dyno. God rest his soul. Travis Pastrana. Is he still alive? Who, Dave, Dave Meir? No, Travis Pastrana. I'm pretty sure. Did he even ride a bike? <laughs> What's cool about those guys, if you rode a bike, you, you skateboarded. If you skateboarded, you rode a bike. And they yeah. all also probably surfed. Surfing was a big thing amongst all of those guys. All the extreme sports guys. Could, it was like practice. Like, it was like yeah. off-season shit. Any, anybody that lived in like on a coastal area that was into like X games and stuff. They were, they were all surfers. And then the other thing was how they kind of like made money on the side doing like professional biking or skating. So I'm going to go camping. What are you going to do for Memorial day weekend? I'm not going to do shit, man. I'm going to work here I'm every gonna, day. Well, no, not I, have, I have a, I have a episode of the podcast to record on Sunday. And then I have another one. It's in the books. I have another one on Monday. Who, who are you getting? Uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy Will Gerald, he is going to be the next episode that we record. He is a professor of biology at the University of Missouri. Nice. Yeah, so he's going to be on. We're going to talk a little COVID stuff, and he's a big conspiracy guy, hardcore libertarian. So but you we, should dive into the poop swastika that was drawn on the uh, <laughs> dorm room like six years ago. <laughs> Where at Mizzou? Oh, okay. <laughs> Bring it up. You know, be subtle about it. Yeah, I'll sneak it in there. Start and with then, it. And then I have an episode with uh, Brad Blanc. He's an author of a new fantasy uh, book series that's been released. It's uh, it's an ebook now, but it's being printed. So he's gonna Good come on him. the show. And uh, he lives here. Uh, he used to. We have to teleconference. He lives elsewhere now. I'm not. Have you done sure. one of those yet? What a teleconference podcast? No, I haven't. I, I have to look up a couple of things just to because I want to make sure the audio quality is really good. I'm actually I'm thinking about buying a USB mic and an extra headphone set, and then sending the microphone and headset to the people to record uh, and then having them send the equipment back to me afterwards. Because I have another buddy in Los Angeles that I really want to record a show with and he's down. But 
I don't know what the audio is going to be. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of if you're going to sit there and listen to something for an hour, I don't want it to sound like you're listening to a speaker phone that some guy on the street is yelling at his girlfriend via FaceTime. That was the first thing I thought instantly when I listened to your first episode was this sounds like I'm going to get my money's worth. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. You know, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And you can, you know, it sounds really good. Thanks, man. Although I can't hear myself right now and you can apparently. I I can hear you. You sound amazing. Do what? Yeah. You How sound, old do I sound? Huh? Oh, God. 29? Yeah, can't be more than 28, 29 years old. Gosh, I wish I could be 28 forever. <laughs> I do. I don't even remember what I was doing when I was 28. I don't even remember. That, that, that whole portion of my life is just a blur. I moved here when I was 29. So when I was 28, I was dating a girl I was working with, and no one fucking knew about it. Oh, a little yeah. under the table dating. Mm-hmm. You didn't even tell your friends? They No, my friends knew. Oh, but okay. Work could not know because yeah. I was her boss as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. But she was a great employee, and I was the fucking best employee, and <laughs> well, that, and we that were sense. good together. And the team had high morale. Yeah, because you were happy because you were getting the old stem wet. Yeah, you know <laughs> that does that pumps you up. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It definitely exercises the mind as well as the body. Jesus, I need to meet a woman. <laughs> Is this thing up? Yeah, yeah, it's on. <laughs> Is anybody out there? <laughs> Anywhere from four eleven to six one, I am game. <laughs> one twenty kilos to two hundred and twenty pounds lbs. Oh man, you're switching between systems now. We're going metric to imperial. You're really confusing everybody. Be inclusive, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> oh shit. So, I guess going back to the the whole like work stuff. And I know you don't want to talk too much about work, but are you getting back into like the full swing of things? Like, do you have a a travel calendar set up? Like, are you going to be flying out of the country again soon? That is a burning question, really. And no, no. And what's interesting about the guys that I work with, I mean, we're a team of five guys in the age of, uh, Ben's probably 30 to 45 mm-hmm. who've traveled forever and half of them traveled internationally quite a bit. Okay. We aren't even discussing the possible like travel. The- travel is literally not a part of our job right now. Really? We're not even, I made it a goal for my guys to talk about, let's start talking about an in-person huddle. Let's get together and drink some beer somewhere, anywhere in the world. You guys tell me mm-hmm. in Q4, Q4 will start in September. Okay. And I, and I just did that as like goodwill, positive, because there's no way in hell I fly anywhere internationally before September. Damn, that's wild. And, and because I'm saying that, I wouldn't be surprised if it lasts until next year. But no that'll keep fucking me in way. St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I want you to stay in St. Louis, I do but too. I can't imagine that you guys won't St. Louis be. is the greatest city in the fucking USA. Hey, man, I love this town. It's the greatest fucking city in the country. There's a lot of people and that hate it. And nobody knows it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that hate it. Let them hate. Yeah. I, I love it here, man. This is, it's so laid back. Like, I've been, you've been all over the world. You know better than pretty much anybody, I think. I haven't been all over the world, but I've been all over the country. Yeah. And but I mean you've traveled to so many places internationally too. I haven't and St. Louis still ranks up there. Yeah. That's great. I love hearing that. 
It's funny, actually. I, I met someone the other week that went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Okay. In Stillwater. Yeah. Really not that far from here. Yeah. And I, I found out she went to Oklahoma, and I said, hey, Stillwater's a blast. And she's like, are you being sarcastic? It's like, no, Stillwater's the shit. I've pu- I played Karsten Creek is their golf course where they've pumped out pro after pro after pro. Ricky Fowler, just to name one. Uh, Victor Hovland, just to name another one. Their course, Karsten Creek, I've played it twice, got my ass kicked uh, by everyone I played with. And the guy that actually was a franchisee of Domino's, Wade Lesser. What's up, Wade? Great franchisee. <laughs> hey, Wade. He, he's a member there, and he got me on the course. I hit him with an errant chip. Not an errant <laughs> shot, an errant <laughs> chip. You should never hit, if you're gonna, you shouldn't hit anyone with a ball. <laughs> Ever. But it's essentially like a delicate little dainty chip. Hit him, nailed him, hole two. Why was he standing right in front of the golf? He wasn't. It was a horrible <laughs> shot. So anyway, I told this girl, Oklahoma State, it's great. And she's like, thought I was being sarcastic. No. She doesn't get any love. No one ever gives any love to Oklahoma or Missouri. No. We're flyover country. It's the best country, man. I love it, man. I, you can fly over my city any Literally, day you want one to. One state over is too far in the wrong direction. East. Oh, East. Illinois. Illinois and Michigan. Fuck that. Yeah. I don't really want to mess with anything east of the Mississippi, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I can dig it, man. There's a reason why a couple of rando strangers got together and decided that they wanted to go even further west after they had found this place and didn't want to go back the other way. Yeah. Wow. What do you think they were thinking when they went through Kansas? Oh, God. We made a huge mistake. Yeah. We should go uh, (laughs) do each other behind the wagon, the covered wagon. Oh, that happened. You know that happened. Lewis and Clark? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Who do you think pitched? Who do you think catched? And did he throw a perfect game? I don't know. I think they held batting practice at the same time and figured it out from there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Does that mean they just stand there and have boners? Yeah, just jerked off in front of each other. (laughs) The original soggy waffle. You ever played that? I haven't heard no, about no, it. I know we, a guy I think played it. No, it's called uh, Ookie Cookie. What's a Ookie? Ookie, you know what Ookie is. I know what Nookie is. No, you Ookie. Fred Durst? Ookie, Ookie Cookie is Soggy Waffle. It's the same thing, just a different name. Okay, cool, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you meant you made mention that you made mention you've been playing golf. Did you play today? I did play today. How'd it go? It was, it went well. It was a blast. Peavely Farms, out in Eureka, almost Eureka. Didn't that used to be a different name? Wasn't that called something else? Yeah, it might have been. It, the, Wasn't it the Legends or something like that? Possibly. The, the ownership has those three courses that are right by each other. Peavely, Crescent Farms. Peavely Farms, Crescent Farms, and uh, Fox. And then something with an A. Okay. And it, I've played it once. I thought it sucked. So that's why I haven't remembered its name. It sucks. You don't want to fucking waste your time on that. But the Play other Peavely. ones are good. Peavely is the best view. Do you remember the solar eclipse in 2017? Uh, yeah, yeah. The That was the full. Full. Yeah, the full eclipse. So I yeah. watched that from hole 12, which is the greatest golf hole in all of St. Louis, from the peak of hole 12. It's the highest point there, and it's the greatest view. I watched it. Did you go out there to golf that day because of the eclipse? Fuck yeah, I did. Nice. I've probably played that course, honestly, I've probably played that course 300 times. Yeah. In the last five years. What do you think about, uh, there's that tournament that, I think it's tomorrow? It's uh, like Tiger Woods oh, and like is that tomorrow? Tom Brady and Pey- Peyton Manning and all that stuff. It's Peyton. They're playing and, pairs, right? And it's Peyton and Phil, Phil versus Tom and Tiger. And yeah. they're playing pairs. Here's the problem. 
the problem is that it's for charity. It doesn't need to be for charity. Yeah. Those guys are going to give a lot of money to charity, I think whether should, they're forced I, I think to it or not. Cutthroat, cutthroat is hell. Exactly. Because yeah. that would feed more advertising and more everything. Well, also into the competitive nature of those four men that are playing golf together. You, saw, you they, know they, they did all, it they, last week. They did it last week, and it was, other, it was fucking charity money, and the guys didn't care. You could tell. They're going to they're gonna donate no matter what. Don't make them donate. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I want to see them. I want to see them slashing each other. I want Tiger to snap a club over his knee. Agreed. Because he's so angry that Agreed. he missed the putt. Maybe they'll have some weird side bet that causes that. I've got a very controversial opinion about how I think that those events should happen more often and that they can actually add FedEx points, which is the ranking system for the PGA Tour. It's really fucking weird, but it is easy to understand. Yeah, I don't know anything about the scoring of golf. It's weird. The FedEx points, you win FedEx points for most tournaments, not all, but some, how you place. So if you got Tiger versus Phil and their celebrity little guests that whatever, how about whoever wins, Tiger or Phil gets points for that match. And then everyone in Tiger or Phil's like overall PGA group also wins a very small fraction of points. Okay. I, I've been telling everyone that, and that's the general response I get. But I'm going to keep fucking hammering this thing. Yeah, man, hammer it down. I, I said the other week that I think that baseball should just be a tournament this year, and that's how you determine the World Series championship. I think baseball is as – I mean, dinosaurs are more exciting than baseball. Well, that's the other thing we brought up is that – think of how many times, like if you have a stadium full of no one playing, how many times do they cut to the crowd to show something because nothing's happening on the field? The, the things that they've been doing the last couple of years, like the nicknames and the back of their jerseys, they made them wear like black and white jerseys one day, which was so, so tone deaf that they had them do that. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? People don't like baseball right now. Well, do you think if we brought sports and betting step into up, the world? Uh, I don't know. I don't because I don't do a lot of that. You love sports betting. I do on sports I love. Yeah, not no, on baseball. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I like, I like betting on sports on sports I love, I, which is not how you're supposed to bet, apparently. You Take made the, mention of uh, watching a lot of Fox Business. Have you kept an eye on DraftKings being a publicly traded, uh, traded stock now? I have not, but I've been watching the one that Westinghouse or whomever bought Barstool Sports, mm. and they're still kind of straggling along, but at a, at a low little number that, you know, could is be— Is Barstool a, legal betting? No, they are not, but they will be. Yeah. And I think. I think they will be. Well, that's, that's getting ready to take off. I know yeah. Missouri, and we're, getting ready, we're getting ready to do that here. If you can buy cigarettes, you should be able to, you should be able to bet, place a bet. Yeah, It's I the agree. same fucking thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can go to war, you should be able to drink beer. Right, and the state's going to get money for it, you know? Like, let them fucking do it. Yeah. Speaking of, I wonder how much money Illinois has made since they have been selling dope over there, not very far from here. For the last, what, four months, five months, six oh, months? Oh, uh, yeah. They, they're, they're tons of money. Well, I mean, I know of a ton of people that just cross the river to go buy weed. I mean, I have have you done that? I haven't personally. I have not I, either. I, I, I have like five or six friends that go on a routine basis. I feel like it'd be a zoo. My buddy, well, my buddy uh, bought a, or he got a medical card, didn't buy one. You're not, you're not able to buy one. You still have to talk to a doctor, but... I mean, he's grown his own plants, and he's sent me pictures of, like, the stuff that he's growing. Dude, it looks fucking epic. I just want to smoke all of it. I, I, I want to go into the room. just sounds as exciting as going to Mount Zion tomorrow. 
Yeah, it probably is. Just to try and do it. Could could I do it? I think you could. What would I mean, my what would my first batch turn out to be? His shit looks fucking awesome. Is he a would you call him a good farmer? Uh, I would know. Well, Be- before this, you can't take this into consideration. He's no, clearly a good farmer. Not. If you would have, if you would have asked me, can the man plant plants in the ground and have them grow outside? No. Yeah. Can you have the man plant plants in the ground and take his love of weed and put it into that at the same time? Yes, he can grow plants. And he's being a total pro about it. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, hydroponics and greenhouse? it's all indoors and yeah. Yeah. What's that kind of operation cost? Startup. I think it was a few hundred. I think it was like a few hundred dollars. Like three hundred dollars. Three hundred for like the startup, but I think he bought like double what he needed because he wanted more. So I think he spent like six or seven hundred dollars on every on the equipment, not buying like any like seeds or germination or anything like that. Like that's just like the 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 metal and glass to make it happen. Well, I hate to say this. I was envisioning something else because I thought you were going to say two hundred thousand dollars. I was no, envisioning man, like he's, not, he's he's growing it in his yard, in his, in his garage. He's not like he doesn't have a field of things with a harvesting machine. That's what I was. Envisioning. He's not hiring illegal immigrants to come pick weed and trim flower in his backyard. Well, maybe he should. Well, do you know he needs more property for that? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of property, are you going to buy some property? No, but oh. I'm not going to sell my property. I'm going to hang on to the house. Yeah. I mean, it's why not? Are you going to leave now? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. You're leaving? No, I'm not leaving at all. You want me to leave? No, hell no. I'll break this fucking aluminum can over your head, boy. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah, that. I mean, you've got a big head, and it's and I mean this in an endearing way. Like, it's just a solid brick shit house. Yeah, I have have a cranium. Your head would play linebacker in high school if you played football. Yeah, it played uh, defensive tackle. <laughs> He'd start. No, definitely did not. I was never an athlete. You didn't play football. I did. I was terrible. I never played. What did you What did you do that you loved at in high school? There had to be like one thing, even if it was talking shit or oh no, dude, video production, pants. man, video production in high school. Yeah, I ran through our, school or we ran on a, your own. So you remember in high school when you had like announcements that they would say at the uh-huh. beginning of the day. We had a live television broadcast at my school. Where did you go to high school? Uh, St. Francis Borgia in Washington, Missouri. So oh, uh, regional Catholic high school. I've stayed at the Super 8 in, in Washington. Oh, yeah, it's nice. I went and saw I saw Trace Adkins. I saw Third Eye Blind. They had go to the, the Washington Fair. County the Country Fair. Fair? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Washington Town and Country Fair is dope. Trace Adkins, her favorite color is chrome. <laughs> That's like his like 19th <laughs> biggest hit. He has so many fucking hits. Uh, but yeah, I went to school there and... I used to have to get to school at like 7.15 every day to get the t- uh, TV studio set up. And like, they actually, they created... What were you announcing that you were setting up a studio? Uh, so Trace had, Adkins is coming to town? No, we had a we had a three camera setup and I had camera operators. What does that mean? So we had three uh, video cameras set up and we had a switching device and everybody had microphones and they would sit there like news anchors. And That's amazing. Yeah, we built like a, a background set and everything and we would throughout the week assignments were go shoot a news story that's two minutes long that we can show on the announcements about the school or about what's going on in that town or so something cool. like that. That is so cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know that shit doesn't exist anymore. Oh, no, I think it exists even more now than it did then. Does it exist through the school or does it exist through kids that like have the drive to make it happen on their own? I think it's both. I don't, I don't know Because it certain. should exist is, is my yeah. whole point. I, yeah. I mean, I think that is the coolest thing in the world. I mean, I remember 
in elementary school doing morning announcements, you could deliver mail because we had mailboxes outside mm-hmm. of our classrooms. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like, that is the simplest fucking thing you could ever do for a kid in school. Yeah. Why would you not do that? Yeah. It, we're asking you to tape a manila folder cut in half and write Mrs. fucking Green's room. And if you have a letter for a kid who's in third grade in Mrs. Green's class, yeah. put it in here. Yeah. And those kids get that and they are fucking moonwalking to the cafeteria. Yeah, they have like they have an extra special thing that they have to do. But you could deli- there was the person that would deliver the mail yeah. as well. <laughs> and that guy, he's got free reign. And that was the same deal as... The, well, yeah, he did. You know, you could sabotage, and I did. If I saw love notes going between my crushes, I would either cross out the guy's name that wrote it and write mine, if it was a good message. Yeah, it was a good note. And if I thought it was, like, too this good to be... elementary school you're doing? Yeah, this? yeah, fourth, fifth grade. Fourth, fifth grade... When you're in fourth grade and fifth grade, you... Your, the way your mind is developed at fourth or fifth grade, you think that you're 18 or 20. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you act like it. That's <laughs> the weird part about it. You do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and absolutely. it's cool. Yeah. So if someone's fucking sending love letters to your crush, you wrinkle it up or you steal it. And it's all, it's all done in pencil. It's all yeah, done in pencil. They don't know any better. Oh my god, I fucking miss fifth grade, man. Dude. <laughs> the time of your life. It was kind of. Fifth grade was cool. See, middle school is cool. I loved high school. See, I didn't have middle school. We we went first grade through eighth grade. That's what they did in Washington? Yeah. Teacher well, I shortage. Went, I went to, uh, no, I went to like a, a small Catholic school. So Really? Yeah. Private. A lot of theology? Uh, I mean, we had religion class. So Although, you took one class. So basically you... No, we did go to Easter dinner. We did go to church every day of the week. So I actually, I did the mass. Full Catholic mass? Full Catholic mass. Did you get to drink at the end? (laughs) I wish. I was a child. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I did the math one time, and I went to enough church, enough, like, masses, that if I only went, like, normal for somebody that was going to be going every Sunday for their entire life, I've had enough mass until I'm 38 years old. So I still got two years left on my math on yeah, my mass not, re, uh, reserves. That's not like that huge of an accomplishment. <laughs> no, I mean it's not you have two reserves. I was forced into it. So. I'm working, but you're like you're like I've got fucking two years of reserves here on me, boys. No, I mean, don't count on me going back. Interested soon. in bartering and haggling <laughs> on interesting <laughs> trades. Who would like interesting trades? Who would like considered. one month worth of full Catholic service church? <laughs> anybody? Anybody in a wedding honestly, coming up? Honestly, if you could trade that, there'd be some people that would absolutely. I know. I want one just it. to have it on the shelf. Yeah. The craziest. What's the craziest thing that you've done during these ten weeks of uh, shelter in place or whatever we call it here? Oh, dude, I haven't done anything, man. No, I mean, not like crazy. Like went out and jumped off a roof, but like something like hysterical. Like, was there any moment that you were like, "Oh man, the world's ending," and you went out and you know, bought a hot tub or something. No, not at all. I mean, I bought a TV. That was a... <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, not bad. And I'm selling one, by the way, <laughs> if anyone's interested. It's a 37-inch. No one it's wants that. It's very old, and no, I will pay no you to that. come take it. Because it's been uh, sitting on my dining room for a week. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just, I think that going out into the world and working every day was enough for, you know, some folks. Like, I mean, I'm just... 
to me, the world hasn't really changed all that much. It's just a bunch of people went away. It's like that TV show, The yeah, Leftovers, that's a good way to on put HBO. It. That's a ve- I haven't seen it, but that's a very good way to yeah, put it. Yeah, just a bunch of people just were gone for a long time. You know, it felt like out here, so sitting, like, being here at the bar and, like, being open, and we weren't, like, allowed to have people drink inside, but we let people sit on the patio and drink, and we didn't stop them from coming in. And it was a blast. And, but it just, it, it felt safe. like... It felt like Christmas weekend every week or every day. Like when everybody This week. The the every every week of this. Every week felt like a holiday where everybody stays at home and doesn't go do anything. Ah, I see exactly what you mean. Yeah. That that's what it felt like. So uh, the beginning of this. Yeah. I wasn't concerned, yet I had my hunches. I bought at Menards before they started making you wear masks, which I do now. You know, slow the spread. Yeah. 15 days to slow the spread. Mike Pence, <laughs> fucking Captain America. He's not wearing a mask. No, he's been forced to now, I think. And he looks cute in it. Come on, Kyle. Donald Trump's mask has like a presidential seal and shit. I thought he wasn't wearing one. Oh, no. There, there was a photo that was caught of him at the Ford tour. I love, I love that he doesn't wear a mask because he doesn't want the media to see it. No, that's the whole reason. He took it off. Like, yeah. There, there, are, there is a behind the scenes photo it's of great. him wearing the mask. But it's like navy blue and it's got like the presidential seal yeah. in the corner. And like he just, yeah, he doesn't want the media to see it. That's all I is. love. I love that. Yeah. I love their battles. To me, it's it's kind of an escape from how depressing this all is. <laughs> I mean, the the reality of. Could every- you imagine if you had like a boring president while you're locked away? Like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna have a meeting every fucking day. We're gonna have a meeting every day, and we're gonna throw Jimmy Carter up there. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyone? Anyone else? I mean, it, Donald Trump has been the reality TV of presidents. Totally. And not because he was on a reality show. And everybody, dude, remember when George Bush was like the worst one? I do. And I still, I think if you like, if you were to look up in YouTube, this is probably the one thing that doesn't exist on YouTube is George Bush highlights. <laughs> oh, that exists. Guarantee well, it. Let's find out. But they would, they wouldn't be that bad. I don't think it would be that thick of a forest. Well, I think it, it everything it could be. It's all context though. I mean like the mission accomplished and like nothing was accomplished, but he's like standing on an aircraft carrier or the time that he like goes to leave the podium and like opens the door and the door doesn't open and he has to turn around like a buffoon. I, I mean, at least Donald is just like, all right, fuck you guys. And he just walks off. No, I, I, I think he has a, I respect his, um, charisma and his gusto, dude. He's a he's a comedian. He's a stand-up comedian. And I, I, I like there's pa- there's a lot to be said about somebody that has passion about anything that they do. Whether it's for right or wrong, you can decide that later. But people that express passion in everything they do or say, they catch your attention, and then you can decide if you hate them or not. If you were gonna cast a person to be Donald Trump in a movie, who would you cast? My uncle Kevin. <laughs> And he lives in Jacksonville, and I hate him, and he gives bad Christmas gifts since no. 1987. I mean, like a y'all. real actor, not um, someone no one's ever heard of before. A real actor. Maybe Randy Quaid, who I know I, is a raging Republican. I would do Owen Wilson, mainly because Owen Wilson looks like young oh, Donald Trump. Wow. Yeah, yeah, kind of do he just wow. looked down with his lips. Swell. Mm, mm. I've been reading Don't Kill You Yourself books. And then he tried to kill himself. 
He did. Yeah, I know. Thank God he didn't. Oh, what a great movie, Wedding Singer. No, <laughs> no, Wedding Crashers. Wedding, Wedding Crashers. Crashers is such a good movie. No, I love that movie. What movie have you watched the most over the last over 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 the last three weeks quarantine? Because I have a runaway favorite. Oh, there's been one you've watched repeatedly. Alexa, play Runaway Train. Uh, <laughs> this is the cue for anyone listening to play that song, um, and play it twice. You want to know the, the only That's one? Tracy Chapman. The only one that I've watched multiple times. Shawshank Redemption. Oh my fucking god! I've watched that probably five times. In Are you serious, dude? It's, I mean, that's my all-time favorite movie. Oh, I love that movie. It's my dad's favorite movie. Yeah, and it's a great movie. Yeah, it's great. We are living in the yeah. Shawshank Redemption. You right identify now. with the prison, totally. Yeah, and you also identify with how Andy Dufresne, how he gets along with the warden. He does everything the warden says. Yeah, he he, he follows the rules. Fifteen days is slow spread. Mm-hmm. He does his taxes. Probably bangs his wife. Probably takes his kids to soccer. Who cares? At the end of the day, the warden turns on him. Yeah. Throws him in the hole. Throws yeah. him in the hole. Throws him in the hole. Yeah. Dufresne. I mean, it's it's just, it's a story that doesn't get old. And the best part is when he does the roof, he and his buddies get the roof tarring oh, the job. Big, yes. Yeah, where they're tarring. And he's like, there's no reason you can't keep that $100,000 for yourself. Yes. What do you mean? Yeah. All I'm saying is, yeah, a couple of fellas. Yeah, uh, they deserve a couple of suds. Yeah. Uh, All I ask for is a couple of bottles of suds for me and my coworkers. I think that's here. fair enough. That's <laughs> fucking, uh, what's that guy's name? Tim Robbins. <laughs> yeah. And then he just sits there in the shade. He doesn't have a beer. Yeah. As, as Red says, it's, uh, you know, it just made him feel normal for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was how I felt when I scored a bag of dope. Not for me, for somebody else the other night. Oh, that's nice of you. I, I thought so. I could have bought it legally over the street. I thought I would support local. <laughs> Fuck. All this, like, critique. Don't buy weed. <laughs> yeah, but support local. Yes, support local. And that's right. I'm not even going to tell you where it came from. <laughs> but I double, it was double time support local. Yeah. <laughs> Grown in house and out of house. I mean, that's the most support local move of St. Louis. If there were a support local, it'd be like St. Louis style. It would be Stray Rescue, (laughs) fucking KMOV, fucking Joey Edwards from Blueberry Hill. He's going to make a train that goes all the way downtown and crashes into the river. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) And then it'd be me. Fucking with this drug deal. That's right, sporting local. I love it. God. Oh man. All right. Well, we're gonna grab another beer and uh, we're gonna call it a day on this, Corey. Uh, I. Hey, it's been a it's been a good day. I have had a blast. I my stomach hurts from laughing so much. Like you, <laughs> you you're not you're gonna be on this show so frequently. It's ridiculous. I'm very it, even busy if you move to fucking Michigan, which I hope you don't. Um, but, uh, as we say on inside the cage, it do be like that sometimes. Thanks so, Kyle. You're welcome. Buddy. Bye everybody. 